In this presentation, we will discuss the topic of filing status with regard to child and dependent care expenses credit. This information can be found in publication 503. What's your filing status? Generally, married couples must file a joint return to take the credit. However, if you are legally separated or living apart from your spouse, you may be able to file a separate return and still take the credit. So in other words, this is going to be that exception where you can take this credit for just about any type of filing status, but mostly not married filing separately. So if you're married filing separately, then typically there's going to be a restriction from taking the credit. So in other words, if you're married, you usually only have two options most of the time, and that is to file either jointly, the common option, the normal option, or to file married filing separate. And that's going to be kind of the, the separation or the more unusual type of choice. And there's restrictions normally with that unusual choice. And a lot of times the IRS will uh, restrict credits related to it because they want to lower the likelihood of people filing separately as married filing separate simply to maximize the credits because that can get quite complicated in that case. In other words, it's also difficult to go from married, if we're married, if we're legally married, to filing separate in any of the other types of formats, such as single or head of household typically. Can't usually jump back and forth between those two if you're legally married. So back to the text. Legally separated. You aren't considered married if you are legally separated from your spouse under a decree or divorce or a separate uh, maintenance. You may be eligible to take the credit on your return using head of household. So now we're talking about, of course, if you're legally separated in some way, whatever that may be. Now we're going to say, okay, we're legally separated. Therefore, we're no longer required to file either married or married filing separate, but legally separated. And therefore, the filing status would probably be head of household, given the fact that we're claiming this credit, which means we probably have a child, which would have head of household filing rather than a single filing status. So single or head of household, head of household typically with a qualifying child. Back to the text. Married and living apart. You aren't considered married and are eligible to take the credit if all the following apply. One, you file a return apart from your spouse. Two, your home is the home of a qualifying person for more than half the year. Three, you pay more than half the cost of keeping up your home for the year. Four, your spouse doesn't live in your home for at least six months of the year. The IRS is therefore saying that for taxes, if these four things apply, you aren't considered married, at least for the uh, purposes of taxes, and therefore can file a separate return, possibly not legally separated. You may also be able to take the child and dependent care credit, even though you aren't legally separated and you file a separate return. Let's consider some examples. Example one, Amy separated from her spouse in March. She isn't separated under a decree of divorce or separate maintenance agreement and uses the married filing separate filing status. Amy maintains a home for herself and Sam, her disabled brother. Sam is permanently and totally disabled and unable to care for himself. Because Sam earns $5,600 in interest income, Amy can't claim him as a dependent. His gross income is greater than $4,150. Uh, that was the, a, a limit that we had in previous presentations and because Amy isn't able to claim Sam as a dependent and she is still married as of the end of the year she can't use the head of household filing status so here we have that situation 
where they're saying they're not, uh, she doesn't qualify to file as not, you know, the only two options under married would typically be married filing joint or married filing separate. And they're saying that they don't qualify to file as not married, which would be the head of household probably status or a singles type status. Let's continue to the text. Amy's filing status is married filing separately and Sam qualifies as a qualified person for the child independent care credit. So in this case, that's going to be a, a special circumstance in which case Amy's filing status is married filing separate. Unusual for that to be an accepted filing status to take the credit in this case. Because of the following facts, Amy is able to claim the credit for the child independent care expenses even though Amy uses the married filing separate uh, separately filing status. Amy didn't live with her spouse for the last six months of the calendar of the year. Uh, she has maintained a home for herself and Sam, a qualifying individual since the separation since she separated from her spouse in March, and she maintains her own household and provides more than half of the cost of maintaining that home for Sam, for her and Sam. Amy pays an adult daycare center to take care of Sam to allow her to work. So that's, of course, the expenses we're thinking about for this credit. Example two, Dean separated from his spouse in April. He isn't separated under a decree of divorce or separate maintenance agreement. He and his spouse haven't lived together since April and Dean maintains his home and provides more than half the cost of maintaining that home for himself and his daughter, Nicole, who is permanently and totally disabled. Because Nicole is married and files a joint return with her husband, who is away in the, mil is away in the military, Dean can't claim Nicole as dependent and therefore can't use the head of household filing status. Dean's filing status is married, filing separately, and Nicole qualifies as a qualified person uh, for the child and dependent care credit. Recapping the circumstances, Dean didn't live with his spouse for the last six months of the year. Uh, he has maintained a home for himself and Nicole, a qualifying individual since he separated from his spouse in April. He maintains his own household and provides more than half of the cost of maintaining that home for him and Nicole. Dean pays a daycare provider to care for Nicole to allow him to work, which is of course the expenses that we're considering here. Cost of keeping up a home. The cost of keeping up a home normally include property tax, mortgage, uh, mortgage interest, rent, utility charges, home repairs, insurance on the home, and food eaten at home. The cost of keeping up a home don't include payments for clothing, education, medical treatment, uh, vacations, life insurance, transportation, mortgage, principal. So when we're considering the cost of home to see whether or not the cost of home can be included in some way, and the expenses, of course, these are things that are going to be specifically excluded. Typically, these are the things that we would typically think of. So if we're thinking about the costs of home and if we have home and board, if someone lives in the home as part of, uh, of the payment for them, then property taxes include that. Notice it's the mortgage interest, not the mortgage, not paying the loan typically, but the interest portion. If you're renting, then the rent on the place utility charges, which would be the gas, electric, and whatnot, uh, repairs, and insurance on the home. Uh, they also don't include the purchase, uh, permanent improvement, or replacement of property. So if we're purchasing new property, not, you know, that's going to not typically be the cost. Permanent improvement, so if we bought, if we like made a new 
addition to the home. Again, unless the addition was specifically for uh, the care services, then if it was just an addition to the home, then the cost of the addition won't typically be something that would be included in uh, the expense or replacement property. For example, you can't include the cost of replacing a water heater. However, you can include the cost of repairing a water heater. And okay, let's keep going. Death of spouse. If your spouse died during the year and you don't remarry before the end of the year, you generally must file a joint return to take the credit. If you do remarry before the end of the year, the credit can be claimed on your deceased spouse's own return.